Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We talk with hairstylists from all different backgrounds, hearing their experiences and perspectives about career-defining topics important to rising and transforming hairdressers. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Alejandro Jimenez. Please introduce yourself, Alejandro. Hey guys, how are you? Um, I am the artistic director for David's Beautiful People. I've been there for a little over 13 years now, and I'm also a brand educator for Wallet Professionals. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, All right. Today we're talking about hiring process and interviewing. Um, Alejandro, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, David's Beautiful People, where you're the artistic director. So we, just like many other salons in the area, have faced a lot of circulation uh, with Silas. Um, It's been challenging to fight the emptiness within a salon where a 1300 square foot salon we used to have anywhere from 23 to 24 stylists at a time like four shampoo technicians three concierge desks so now we we've actually uh filtered some out we've lost some due to covid but uh in in that respect we've actually had people searching for places um and the first thing that comes up is they're always looking for a team or a family or a place where they actually provide education as part of like being, you know, in our home salon. Um, uh, the interview process is, is pretty simple. I think you just have to come with your heart open. And we look for people that are driven, um, that have a following behind them, but I'm a product of zero following. I came from Baltimore, worked behind a chair for like 10 years, and I came with zero. My sister-in-law was my audition, and I think it's just, you just have to kind of prove yourself and be willing to retain those clients. So obviously, you know, like 13 years later, but um, I think it's how you show up. Okay. That's the first thing we see. It's our visual demonstration of how seriously you take your job, you know, uh, you know, whether it be a creative aspect or professional, whatever it is, but the steps to go through, usually the, the salon owner, Sherry Basil, uh, Valerie Banda, she's actually our, our lead color specialist, and then myself, the artistic director. So we all see different facets of a human being because I interact with them more on the personal level to see how their etiquette or how their flow, their personality is going to work well with all of our other stylists because we are um, of many different ages, uh, personalities, uh, races, you know, all those things all have to work functional for us to have someone on board. Um, you know, while they are looking generally for different aspects. But um, I think the following uh, is probably one of the biggest things right now. We need money through the door. So when you come equipped, it, it does shed a little more light on you as far as how we can help you, but also as how we can grow ourselves. So okay. I, have a, I have a series of very specific questions. Uh, so when I'm thinking about someone like yourself, who's coming from another space, so I understand the following, uh, someone that's coming with a following. If I, and and even if you are uh, currently not hiring, I'm, cur- I'm still curious because at some point you likely will be hiring, especially with your background in education. I'm sure that having an apprentice or someone, uh, some an understudy is, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I really look forward to having somebody like that. Um, so let's just say hypothetically, if you were open, if there's a position open for a rising stylist or a transforming stylist, someone that's not coming in with a book, um, their first step to getting a job would be what? Call in, uh, drop off a resume, hit you up on the DM. What's the best route? 
I think, well, first of all, we are hiring and uh, we always love um, people that come straight from, you know, from school, especially, you know, the, I think it's uh, Albert Einstein, the, the tech school there. They, we, we usually do hiring from them. But I think the smartest thing to do is, is to DM somebody or find, let's say, for example, go to my Instagram and find some work that you love and start commenting, create some traction or some interaction with somebody there that's going to see you for who you are. Because I'm the one that's working behind the chair and helping run the salon. So I feel like I have the eye for this person's got talent or I feel like they've got potential or, or even, um, you know, stopping by the salon and, and doing it the, you know, the, 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 the old school way. I think it's like showing up, application, send in there, you know, show us who you are and then ask to speak with someone um, about a hiring position. Uh, we've had all, everything across the board. It's including now through COVID that people walk through the front door and be like, look, I need a job or hey, called Sherry on the phone and been like, you know, I'm working for another salon. I'm looking for a place to grow. I'm not growing now. I'm scared. I, I need a place where I'm going to be stable. Um, then I've had people hit me up on Instagram being like, I love your work and then come for an interview and then question and mention things that they've seen on my Instagram. I think that's very smart. That's Knowing where you're smart. walking into is like right here. And like, yeah. that's the things that I do as well. When I go somewhere and I don't feel comfortable, I'll go and I'll find something that I can attach to. And I'll feel like, or, or my, how my work maybe correlates close to someone of like, you know, I love their style because I love to do that same kind of work. And I feel like it just shows you did your research. Yeah, I like that. I, uh, I had somebody I interviewed uh, that she knew, like she was saying things. I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's on our website. Like, I'm she was like sure. <laughs> you said that like you did your homework. Uh, I was like, okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. like, to take it to another level. Like you just said, actually kind of like in advance, start to like, create some sort of connection and engagement with the salons that you're interested in. I think that is brilliant. So everybody watching that's, I, I'm going to have to put that up in step number one. Uh, okay. So you establish some sort of traction or engagement or you walk through whatever it is. Now, all of a sudden you have an applicant that is interested. You are, are going to interview them. What is the uh, process? What does that look like? Like, can you help us kind of visualize the experience or feel the experience? Yeah. Um, I, I try to keep it as um, relaxed as possible. You know, we all have been there. And I think especially an immersing stylist coming in, especially being intimidated. I think, first of all, when you come to us and we look polished, I find that intimidating. So it's like, I always try to break that ice, but it's it usually you sit in front of us. You, you, we give you the opportunity just to tell us a little bit about yourself, you know? And then those things, that's the three key points that we pick up. We look at those different things and just see like, are you comfortable in your own skin? You know, are you able to take constructive criticism? Can you be, you be looked at and stared on and like, you know, and just be able to open up and feel comfortable. Now, mind you, I know that my first day was a wreck, you know, um, but we'll just ask you a few questions. And I know, especially for stylists that we've taken on as apprentices that turn into stylists, um, it's about a journey, you know, and it's about, uh, connecting and being able to, uh, you know, display that change of energy with each other and be able to be on the same page as far as where, who you are now and where do you want to be? And then being able to pair that person up with a stylist that maybe they can assist more frequently than uh, just letting them walk through the salon or folding towels and shampooing in the back. Um, the whole point of taking someone on is to grow them. And I feel like 
I was that person. I was grown from nothing. And I, you know, the owner, David, took me and I was behind him every single day looking at his haircuts as he would cut and show every angle. And us, and I, even though I went to school and did hair for years, I still, I learned to grow when I came to that salon. So I feel like that's how we find our clients as well. We pair our clients up with the, the perfect stylist. We find the perfect stylist or immersing stylist to be with the perfect, you know, um, lead stylist or whatever it might be. But everyone has a different talent. So, you know, it's like, how do we grow them? Because it's not about, you know, point system or you come in the salon and you're like, okay, you've worked for us for six months. Now you can become a stylist. No, you have to master your craft just by experiencing it. And then having someone to be there next to you that can guide you, not just let you run amok because you'll never learn. You'll just develop bad habits really soon. So I, I, what I'm hearing is um, if I'm a, if I'm a rising stylist, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing that if I want training and I want somebody to take up special interest in my personal growth, then that sounds like y'all are definitely on, on top of that. Uh, it sounds like you're a place to go. Like if I, if I want that, which I personally would, um, I actually sometimes think about what it'd be like to go back and be a beginner and work underneath somebody. Um, it's never too late. <laughs> I, just, I think you're uh, cool. You could, you could always do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so one thing that uh, the young sty rising stylist ask a lot is um, you just kind of answer this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, so good. Uh, I'm going to challenge you. Uh, if I, if I'm like, okay, I hear you on that. Like I got to master my craft before I go on the floor thing, but like how long am I, is it going to take? Okay. Because that, so, that's a question for sure. <laughs> it happens. People know, people ask, when am I going to make some money? Yeah. And I go, yeah. well, first of all, you, 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 there is a difference, you know, walking into a salon and getting paid hourly. There's, there's ways to compensate you, but I think it's all up to you. It depends on how thirsty you are to, to absorb, how well you can um, work through those tasks or work through those those skills and and being able to just like going to hair school and um but it's all it's all anticipating the needs of that stylist that's teaching it's just like there's so many different facets but i think it's up to you you have to be hungry you have to be focused and you have to have a great personality throughout the, all of this because it's learning is not always joy learning is exciting but there's ups and downs and there's there's walls you hit and those are all part of the growing process the creative process we all know about that so I feel like, yeah, I think What's that's the longest that it's taken somebody to get onto the floor. Um, a few years, I would say two years or so, you know, oh. it, and it really, and it's, we've had stylists that have come in that have started and uh, worked a few months and like, bam, you already know they've got it and they don't even have a following, you know, um, that came out of hair school, you know, and then there's others that's taken two years because it, some parts of being a stylist is being able to do the work, but then there's the other part that is like keeping your clients and being on top of them and reminding yeah. them and, and learning to do work your own business and, and push yeah. that in your chair because you can be fed clients, but you know, I'm out there hustling and seeing people. And like, I always, I'm like, first thing I see is hair. You know, I look at them like, Oh, your hair is beautiful. And then the conversation starts, you know? So it's like all those things, I'm leaving cards. I'm like talking to people, people are messaging. They'll, you know, it's like, it's always an on job. If you want the money to flow in, or if you want those clients to flow through your shirt, there's always gotta be that networking you're doing on the side. So, um, so you not only wanna see somebody 
come into this, come into the, come to work, ready to work. That's what I'm hearing. Also, yeah. like you're not coming to work to hang out or kick it or cruise the media, uh, but like, like come in work. But you're also not really necessarily working in old-fashioned terms of work. It sounds like you're there to learn. You're there to master your craft, even if that's like really nailing down the shampoos and the laundry, because really all that stuff kind of matters later on, depending on what you want to do. And, and then, um, but not only that, like, you can't just like show up to classes, you get, and, uh, and you can't just like bust your ass at work. You got to like go that extra mile and uh, really show that you're building, building yourself through networking and bringing in models and stuff like that. Is that what I hear you saying? I want to make a small little, uh, little insert in your thing. We want you to be pumping on that. We want you to be in the social media. We want you to be in the marketing aspect. Like, all those things is, is still networking, you know? So we're classically in the, in the past, it's like you come to work, you know, and you go home. But this world and this industry is so evolved now through like Zoom and social media and all the platforms that, you know, that showcase who you are. You're mastering of your craft, even if you're two days into this or like 75 years into the business. It's all about like, how do you present it? You know, and it is through social media. So like, when they come in, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, you're going to grow and you're going to work and you're going to make money. You're going to, have to do certain things that are kind of tedious, but still the whole part is growing through the creative process and growing by working on things that have to do with hair and then taking pictures of it and posting and writing and learning how to, you know, write the perfect words for the perfect hair, you know, and then all the ta hashtags and, and the manufacturers that work with it. It's like, it's such a growing process. So I feel like that is the one thing that I think should have been added. I love that. I love the fact that you just corrected me because I think that it's important that we all learn. That sounded boring. When you said um, it, I was like, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> it was too like, you know, technical. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to, I'm looking to really understand like, what is the, that new stylist really going to experience? And uh, you made it clear that we are not, we're not even doing a modified version of the old version. So we don't even want to like, say you come to work and work like that's not even like I'm, I'm glad that you showed that there's an evolution of thought and process and business because um, yeah to be honest with you that's one of the reasons why I started this as I just think that there's so much happening so much changing uh, so I really appreciate that and I think that a lot of young people should really pay attention to that because if you ever hear those words when you come to work I want you to work and you really may make sure that you have you're going to have the perks to go with that at hard work uh, and also decide if that's even a place you want to work at because it's going to be embedded in the culture. I have one other last thing to say about that. So I think the word I was looking for is like your passion, right? Okay. The, the, the passion of a hairdresser, I think you can see that in them. It like burns within them. And it's not about you live, eat, breathe hair. It's something like that we all have that it's when you give something and you receive it back that cycle of that energy from someone from just doing great work and, and being around good people and and being creative with it i think those stylists that walk through your door you can tell like if they're living to work behind the chair or they're working to live behind the chair and so that something is that word passion is just like that person will do anything to be successful in whatever they do like i said anticipating the needs and doing all this stuff and being there and knowing and thinking ahead and that's somebody who's driven, who has passion for their craft in, in this industry that is like the people that we're searching for, whether you're 10 years old or 50. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. All right. Uh, a couple of more questions. Um, what has an applicant done during the interviewing process that's impressed you? Anything that stands out in your mind that, that, that someone did differently than anybody else that you loved? Um, I appreciate when a stylist that's possibly, you know, I guess, how should I put this? I guess like maybe just knowing about the salon and, and the history of where we come, you know, especially now uh, we're under new ownership, which is Sherry Vassal, who's been amazing, but David built this salon 50 plus years ago, you know, and, and it came with certain mottos and came with certain brackets and, uh, and traditions and those kind of things that the clients became acclimated to as far as like how the salon looked and uh, was run and it was very old school, you know, even down to his like flair of color, you know, and I think knowing those kind of things and then telling us how they would be able to change or add on to us to evolve us, like what makes them different? And I've had a few applicants come in and be like, well, I know you don't do this, but I know this technique that I think is pretty trending that um, we can try. You know, for many years, I was the lead makeup artist as well. I did bridal, I did hair, I did extensions, I did everything. And it was overwhelming. And for someone to come in and be like, look, I've been doing makeup for like 14 years before even I was doing hair. And I'm like, oh, somebody who can help, somebody who's talented, or even, you know, it's just like it, working behind the chair is one thing, but it's like, uh, you know, client interaction, front desk, being able to answer the phones, helping, the, you know, the concierge do, it's like, how well do you work well with others? And so I think someone who is able to say, hey, look, I can give you this. I can help you with this. This might take me a minute because I don't know to work these things. But in the meantime, I can be multifaceted for you to get help you run your salon business. Nice. More nice. So and I think that to me, I'm like, I think that's perfect. So do your homework, be uh, do your homework, know a lot about the salon, but also be, be uh, willing and vocal about um, all the different skill sets you have and all the yeah. things you're going to do. So it's like, what makes you unique? You know, it's like, you know, and I think that's something that you can completely bring to the table. People yeah. want people who want to work. I love that. I, I actually don't want to hire somebody to train them unless they're willing to work the front desk as well. Like this one. How about what, it, what is one piece of advice for an owner or a hiring manager that's looking to attract good talent? So right now, I believe, you know, we are all connecting through like this kind of platform, you know, I think as much as it's the task or the responsibility of the emerging stylist or stylist that wants to work for us, it's important for us to do our research, you know, not only um, house a place where people are going to be attracted to us. I mean, if you think about what are those ways, you know people want to grow. And right now they want education, you know, safe education. They also want opportunities to grow, you know, and they also want to know like even traction as far as like, do you get new clients all the time? Do you get walk-ins? So we try to market ourselves within this era right now as being still classically trained, uh, but we pump ourselves with education, but still being, um, unique and finding our own identity through finding yourself you know um, everybody has is their own identity as sherry would put it and i think that's what we're trying to not mold people we're trying to help allow people to grow within us and find their own unique identity 
And I think that's huge because when I started, it was, I had to follow a train and how quickly I could fall into that train is how quickly I would have grown. But now it's, can you be part of something and then blossom with everyone else within your own element, you know? So education has been huge and, you know, and keeping ourselves in, in right now, the papers, you know, Bethesda magazine, we were mentioned for the top, one of the top nine salons that were open since COVID killed it since June 1st. You know, we tell people that we've seen over like 6,000 clients and we haven't had no cases of COVID. So it's like always keeping our hands in those pots to let people know that, you know, we're doing the right things. We're adhering to all the rules. We're sustaining ourselves even from, you know, um, losing in the fluctuation of status in the salon the people that are there we're hustling you know we're working it and that says a lot from i know from me being now one of one of the last i guess you'd say original members you know from there when i was like the baby you know so um that's kind of something we just it's like how much we shine is is how we're going to attract that fish you know so and i think having me on board too i have a different perspective is coming from a younger generation than the people that are working there. And I feel like my eye for that has definitely helped out a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it sounds, it sounds like a really good opportunity if anyone gets uh, lucky enough to uh, get a position at your salon. So everybody who heard it here, uh, if you're looking for a job, then uh, you should hit up Alejandro or David's Beautiful People. I'll leave the uh, handles in the caption. You can either hit them up directly. You can hit me up and I have no problem making an introduction. If you want to ask me any questions beforehand, feel free. Um, but yeah, I, so before we go, sure. I ask every single person to share with me their most <laughs> embarrassing moment, either behind the chair in the salon or with a client. Oh man, honestly, I'm one of those that I really try not to embarrass myself too badly. It's when things come out organically, it's when I'm really embarrassed. Um, Okay, funny thing. So my parents and I, before COVID, would go out to eat a lot. And we live in this kind of area. And so my clients know that I'm on top of them about their hair because I need it to look a certain way so that I know I can work and keep it healthy. Some clients like to venture. So I happen to be at a restaurant, this Greek restaurant, no name in Gaithersburg with my parents. And we're dressed nice. And we're there having a good time. And all of a sudden, my mom sees everything. She's always looking on the corner. She's like, there's a woman. She's acting really weird. She's like, does she know you? I'm like, mom, I have, I have no idea. She's like, you're celebrity. And I'm like, mom, so we're going in this line, literally like the girl in front of me is covering her head like this and she's trying to pay. And as she gave the girl the credit card, she didn't want her to say her name. She's like, don't say my name. And I could hear her and it was like, I'm like, I felt freaked out. I thought, is she gonna pull a gun on us? So mind you, I was like, I told the waitress to please take us to her table. We went to the table, mom's like, she's right there. She's like, she's covering her head. I was like, what's wrong? So finally my mom looks at her and was like, and so she came over, she goes, hi, Alex. And I'm like, it was one of my clients. She hadn't been to me in probably six months or so. And her hair might have not looked the best. And so she was embarrassed to turn around because she <laughs> thought I was going to chew her out, which I would have never done that to her in public. But I would have given her the eye like, like, where have you been? Because I've called her like 15 times. I'm like, you got like probably like four inches of roots and they're black and like and i didn't recognize her because she just had to be in her casual clothes so when she comes to see me she's just kind of dressed up so i mean i i guess she was kind of embarrassed but my mom wouldn't let her go she was like <laughs> and she was like come sit with us and i'm like mom no you're embarrassing her so to me it was like i think i was more embarrassed because you know we were thinking somebody was like being real awkward around us 
but it really happened to be a client to head bat hair. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of funny. And my mom, you know, we're all yeah. loud. So that's funny. People out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for sharing. Uh, it was so much Thanks so awesome to have you. Um, all right. Well, I look forward to seeing you again and having more conversations. And until then, stay safe. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome.